Almost everything we're told about Christ comes from the New Testament. Those Gospels tell us about the events surrounding his conception and birth. They also provide a lot of detail about his ministry in Palestine, his trial, his crucifixion and resurrection, all of which occurred during the last three years of his life. But what about the years in between? There's a short account in the Gospel of Matthew, which describes how Jesus and his family travelled into Egypt shortly after the birth of Jesus to escape the slaughter of the innocents by King Herod, and they returned after Herod died. The Bible does not tell us what happened between these two events. There is, however, the Egyptian Coptic Church, which does provide an explanation. They have kept alive the memory of places where the Holy Family were believed to have stopped during that journey and have built churches to commemorate this. This helps us to fill in some of the details of what happened to Jesus in the periods between the Holy Family's escape to Egypt and their return to Nazareth. The Gospel of Luke tells us that when Jesus was 12 years old, he remained behind after celebrating the Passover in Jerusalem and his parents began their journey home, unaware that he was missing. They returned to Jerusalem three days later when they realised that he wasn't with them and found him in the temple conversing with doctors and elders who were amazed at his knowledge and wisdom. This paints a picture of a very self-assured, confident and independent young boy who was already demonstrating astonishing wisdom. It is therefore surprising that the only gospel reference to the next 18 years of his life is one short sentence in the Gospel of Luke, which states that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man. If Jesus was so remarkable that he could hold the attention of doctors and elders for three whole days, then why isn't there any other record of his existence over the next 18 years? Is it possible that there could be an account of his life that isn't included in the Bible? In 1887, a Russian explorer and writer named Nicholas Notovich made a remarkable discovery, which appeared to shed some light on those missing years. He was travelling through the Himalayas, and during his journey he stayed at several monasteries. During this time, he heard accounts of a great prophet called Isa, who had come to India from Palestine. One Buddhist monk described Isa as one who was greater than any one of all the Dalai Lamas. He told Notovich that Isa had travelled from Palestine and lived and preached in India for many years before returning to his home, where he was tortured and put to death. But his teachings had been embraced and spread worldwide by the descendants of those who killed him. Sound familiar? Notovich was astonished by this revelation. It was clear from these statements that the monk was implying that the prophet was Christ himself. Could this really be true? It certainly seems possible, as the name Isa is the Arabic for Yeshua, which is Hebrew for Jesus. Notovich then went on to travel deeper into the Himalayas, where he visited the Hemi Monastery, which is the largest Buddhist monastery in the area. He arrived during a festival 
and witnessed musical performances and dancing. When this ended, the chief lama invited Notovich to join him for some refreshments. They talked together, at first discussing the performances, but eventually Notovich brought up the subject of the prophet Isa. The lama confirmed that the story of Isa was true and revealed that there were over 80,000 ancient scrolls held in the Lhasa monastery where the Dalai Lama lived in Tibet. Many of these scrolls recorded the lives of important Buddhist saints, including Isa. He explained that these were written in Pali, which is the sacred language in Buddhism. He told Notovich that if he ever returned to the monastery, he would find these scrolls and show them to him. It didn't take long for this to happen. A few days later, Notovich fell off his horse and broke his leg, forcing him to return to the Hemis, where the monks took care of him. During this time, the chief lama brought two large scrolls to him, and he read out various verses which related to Isa. These verses were translated from Tibetan by Notovich's interpreter, revealing an extraordinary account of Jesus' life. The document told of a divine child named Isa, who was born in Israel to devout parents. Throughout his childhood, he demonstrated a deep understanding of spiritual matters, and he was wise beyond his years. When he reached the age of 13, an age where many Jewish males traditionally became engaged, Isa was expected to take a wife. Rich and noble people began to call at his parents' house, wishing to make this special child their son-in-law. But Isa didn't want to get married. Instead, he ran away and joined a group of travelling merchants who were heading east. They planned to travel through Palestine, into Persia, India and then China. Jesus stayed with this group of travellers until they reached the Punjab in India, where they parted ways. He was just 14 years old. His fame quickly grew as he travelled south beyond the Punjab before living amongst the Jain devotees. Word quickly spread about this young boy and the Jains pleaded for him to remain with them. But thirsty for knowledge, Isa left to continue his journey eastwards. He stopped at Jagannath, which is now known as Puri. He was warmly welcomed by Brahmin priests and stayed there for six years. He studied the Hindu scriptures and travelled around the holy cities in the area. He was loved by all and happily mixed with the poor, reminding the people that they were all equal in God's eyes. He also criticised the Brahmin priests for their idol worship and their contempt for those born into lower castes. The priests were angered by this and they sent servants to kill Isa. But hearing that his life was in danger, Isa escaped at night and began journeying north. He arrived in Tibet and he stayed with Buddhist monks, perfecting his knowledge of the sacred Pali language and studying and teaching the sacred texts. He remained there for another six years before leaving to begin the long journey back west to his homeland in Palestine. Isa's reputation grew 
and spread to neighbouring countries. And so, when his journey brought him back into Persia, the Zoroastrian priests became alarmed and forbid their people to listen to him. But despite this warning, the people in all of the villages welcomed Isa and listened to his teachings. Eventually, the priests gave orders for Isa to be arrested and brought before the high priest for questioning. The high priest accused him of blasphemy and sowing doubt into the hearts of the believers. But Isa bravely told the priest that he should stop worshipping the sun, which was not God, just a part of God's creation. He instructed them to worship the creator of all things. After hearing this, the priest decided not to honour live Jesus, but they did banish him. Isa was at the mercy of wild beasts. However, no harm came to him and he continued his journey back to Palestine. He arrived there when he was 29 years old. The next part of the story was apparently written three to four years after Isa's death. It describes how merchants continued to deliver Isa's teachings to the Palestinian people, which attracted thousands of followers, until eventually the authorities noticed and decided to act. The scroll told of the arrest and trial and crucifixion of Isa in similar circumstances to the gospel accounts of Jesus in the Bible. But there was one minor difference. The Bible tells us that the Jewish priests ordered Jesus to be crucified and the manuscripts claim that it was Pilate who wanted to put Jesus to death and the priests tried to argue for his release. After Notovich had completed his journey, he wrote an account of his amazing discovery. He showed it to a cardinal in Rome who tried to bribe Notovich into silence. He refused the offer. He eventually published the book in France in 1894. Unsurprisingly, it was a huge controversy. Some allege that Notovich made up the story of Isa. Others claim that the Buddhist account of the life of Jesus couldn't be trusted. And there were even those who claimed that Notovich hasn't travelled to Lark and questioned if the Hemi Monastery was even real. Despite Notovich's attempts to defend himself, his reputation and the credibility of his book suffered. Years later, however, evidence to support his claim began to emerge when other travellers stayed at the Hemi Monastery. In 1922, Swami Abhidanda, disciple of the Indian Saint Ramakrishna, left his home in the US to cross the Himalayas on foot from Tibet to Kashmir. He stopped at the Hemi Monastery, where the monks verified all of the details in Notovich's book. He noted down several passages from these documents, which he later published in a book written in Bengali titled Journey into Kashmir and Tibet. Further confirmation of Notovich's account quickly followed. Professor Nicholas Rorick, a well-known Russian philosopher, writer and artist, also explored the Himalayas during the 1920s. He came across the legend of Isa on several occasions. He visited trees and ponds where Jesus is said to have stopped to rest during his travels and a cave where he was believed to have meditated. 
And then the third confirmation of the existence of the scrolls came in 1939, when Gloria Gask, who was the head of the Fellowship of Faith, travelled to Tibet to study Buddhism with her friend Elizabeth Kaspari. Their journey took them to the Hemi Monastery, where they were warmly welcomed. The chief librarian brought out three parchment books protected between woods and special materials. The librarian unwrapped one of the books and presented it to them, saying, These books say that your Jesus was here. He allowed the two ladies to photograph him holding these sacred texts. So, is this all true? As we've seen, the Bible doesn't mention what happened to Jesus for those 18 years. And Christians have always been told that Jesus was a carpenter working away in Palestine. The evidence strongly suggests that the Buddhist account of the life of Isa is indeed a true account. And it fills in the large gap left by the Bible. So, why isn't this common knowledge? Orthodox Christianity teaches that theirs is the only true faith and that other religions, including Eastern religions, are lesser and pagan. It clearly would have been impossible for the church to maintain that position if they told the truth about where Jesus spent most of his life. There has, however, been a change in attitude in recent years. In 2018, Pope Francis hosted a conference along with members of the Buddhist, Hindu, Sikh and Jain religions. He encouraged Catholics to embrace their different teachings. So who knows, maybe one day the church will fill in the gaps. But what do you think? Can we be sure that the Buddhist manuscripts definitely exist? Is it possible that the Buddhists mistakenly confuse the stories of two different people? Would 13-year-old Jesus really leave his home to travel alone in strange lands for 18 years, leaving behind his parents, family and friends? Let me know your thoughts and opinions in the comment section and we'll chat. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of the video. Share it with someone if you found it interesting. Hit subscribe now. It's only one button and it helps so much. I love you all. And I will see you in the next one.